Welcome to episode 28 of the ADHD Adults Podcast. <clears throat> Sorry. I'm James Brown, the marginally less shit part of the podcast, although obviously shittiness is in the eye of the beholder. And mm. I'm joined by a man who with just a little bit of hard work, training and a stylist, could maybe one day call himself mediocre. Dr. Alex Connor. Alex, hi. Nukanish. What do I do with that? I don't want to tell you what it is. I've gone too far this time. Oh, no. It's, is it Klingon? It's fucking Klingon, isn't it? That was, all, that was always going to happen. Is it Klingon? <laughs> that was always going to happen with you at some point in this podcast. Yeah. Oh, God. I want to vomit all over the computer screen at the minute. Jesus Christ. Okay. I'm just going to speed through this because it's you know not funny. How are you, Al? I'm very well, thank you, James. Yeah, having a, a very nice week. I'm uh, really excited at the almost ridiculous but not exponential growth of the ADHD Adults podcast. It's I don't understand it. Literally tens of thousands of very, very strange people watching this. And we get so much correspondence in all sorts of things. I've been sent a letter from um, a Robert from Kidderminster. It says... It says, Dear Alex, long-time listener, first-time caller. Oh, this one's an imaginary phone call. Not a letter. <laughs> anyway, uh, he just shouted, James is a cock, and put the phone down, which was well, rude. He, he does that, though. He does do that. So <laughs> I, that's, the first, that's the first one that's believable, Al, to be honest. <laughs> I've been sent a real letter, or we have, or a, a, um, a DM. don't know what that means. Uh, obviously, we forgot to ask again, but it, the comment was... So it's hard for me to believe I actually found this amazing podcast. It's hard for us to believe you're writing that. <laughs> uh, Mrs. ADHD has gone through almost exactly the same stuff I've gone through and continue to experience in various ways. I've now listened to several of the podcasts and learned something from each one. Plus, I love your humour. It's just great. Thank you for the lifeline. We adored reading that, and we thank you ever so much when we read them all. We did, and keep, keep sending them in, but I've noticed Alex isn't picking the ones that mock him or criticize him in any way he's just picking the ones that are nice about the podcast so as usual this dog's breakfast of a podcast is a tragedy in three parts we choose a theme in the last episode we talked about how we adapt to an adhd diagnosis and in today's episode and in the following episode we're really going to go back to basics largely as alex can only deal with things that are basic and we're mm. going to deal with the two arms of ADHD. So in this episode, we're going to talk about inattentiveness. And in the following episode, we'll talk about hyperactivity and impulsivity. Three parts are some pseudo-intellectual drivel rolled in glitter and presented as evidence-based psychoeducation by Captain Balloonhead. Our personal reflections on inattentive symptoms and some top tips, which will probably come from Alex, at least the useful ones. A quick sveiki to our esteemed Latvian listeners, Al. We've got listeners in Latvia. We fucking made it. <laughs> sveiki to you all. James, tell me sveiki isn't a slur. I don't I know. I, I've, I've forgotten what it was, obviously. I think it's hello, but still. Please be hello. <clears throat> Please be hello. So, psychoeducation monkey that you are, if you could now ramble on incoherently for about five minutes, as usual, about inattentiveness. Okay. As we've said many times, James, ADHD at... DIRT stands for Attention Deficit Hyperactivity Disorder, which is officially the shittiest named medical condition in the world, even worse than sphenopalatine ganglioneuralgia. You looked that up, didn't you? I don't need to, James. I teach at medical school. I, my job, I know all the medical 
things apart from the leg stuff? Do you, do you want to know what it is? Or do you already know what it is? I, I do know, but I'm not going to tell you. <laughs> it's an ice cream headache, James, ah, for which you need a break. So you probably never had them, but other people get them <laughs> when they eat ice cream. Anywho, back to ADHD being a shit name. That first A, unless you're James, stands for attention. And the D is deficit, attention deficit. We do not have a deficit of attention. What we have is the brain has an, an inability to choose what we pay attention to, as well as the average person. So today's episode is normally about this concept of inattentiveness, inattention, or inattentivity, which isn't a word, but I like it. <laughs> but really what it's about, it's, it's about the diagnostic arm of ADHD that involves attention or focus in general and problems with that. So alongside having symptoms from since childhood and for more than six months as an adult, and those symptoms making life a bit of shit, there are nine diagnostic areas for attention. And as a, an adult, you need to be positive, as in it has to be a problem, in at least five for a diagnosis. And that excludes the nine that you need for hyperactivity impulsivity, which we're going to cover next, next time. The nine areas are, James, I don't think I can sit through nine things. I'll try and say them all fast. Are you ready? Yeah. One, making careless mistakes, lacking attention to detail. Two, Difficulty sustaining attention. C, being less able to listen when spoken to directly. Quattro, failing to follow through on tasks and instructions. Five, exhibiting poor organisational skills. Six, having a head the size and shape of a novelty balloon. <laughs> Not the one. Seven, losing things that are necessary for you to do tasks and activities. Eight, being easily distracted including having unrelated thoughts. Nine, being forgetful in daily activities. At 10, and finally, making careless mistakes, lacking attention to detail. <laughs> How many of those do you recognise in yourself, James? Um, well, if you take out the um, balloon-headed um, uh, one, yeah. and then out of the nine, I was, I was positive for eight out of nine when I got diagnosed, um, as I recall. So I recognise... It's not a competition, James. <laughs> If it was a competition, you would be losing, I mean, any competition on any subject. That, that, that's not That's not true. I won a prize once. Was it Was it in Ibiza last week and was it for spelling banana correctly from a card? Anyhow, what's the evidence behind all this? Well, there's loads. There's loads of evidence for something ADHD. I don't think this has happened before. There was... <laughs> a series of meta-analyses of the data, of the literature, of the science. And that means um, a meta-analysis is very meta. Someone has compared all of the science and done some science on what they found. It's a bit like how we rank all of your lucky websites, James, and come up with key themes you like, like donkeys. So it's a meta-analysis. Anyway, enough. it found that people with ADHD had uh, difficulties, small to moderate difficulties, with both focusing attention which was from 22 studies and nearly 1,500 people, and also sustaining that attention, which was nearly 1,000 people and 13 studies. So focusing and sustaining attention were problems. The reasons we have problems with, these, uh, with attention is that those areas of your brain that govern attention, such as the bit at the front and the outside bit, the prefrontal cortex, they're different in ADHD adults. And some of the networks of the brain, which connect up the different brain parts, they're not wired properly together. 
and the neurotransmitters that link them, such as dopamine, other ADHD neurotransmitters are available. <laughs> these neurotransmitters are less active in these areas. And they know because they use up less sugar or brain fuel, and that's a shorthand way of saying they're less active. More interestingly, James, all humans, even man chimpanzees like you, <laughs> have brain networks, and they're like a spider's web of all structural joined-up bits. And they make the brain work in a certain way, and we develop them over our, from birth, even before birth, to, to adulthood. Two of these are increasingly seen as being important in ADHD. Boring word, klaxon, James. <laughs> klaxon. Fucking <laughs> hell. These are the default mode network, default mode, DFN, and the task positive network, TPN, default and task. And we have to switch between these two, which mean daydreaming, default, and busyness task modes. Just think about your own life. Da, 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 daydreaming, oh God, got to do something. So the default mode network is the daydreaming part of the brain. So we switch that off, or we're supposed to, when we have to do something important. And then the brain switches on the TPN, the task positive network. So you're driving around, the TPN's got to be on, the DFN off. The problem is, predictably, in ADHD, the DFN, the daydreaming mode, it doesn't deactivate as well as it should. So that means intrusive thoughts, daydreaming, mind wandering, all of which affect focus and attention on the task at hand. So add that to the lack of the action of dopamine, other neurotransmitters are available. You're not funny, Alex, oh. that joke. <laughs> You've milked that joke twice now. Your dad thinks I'm funny. <laughs> he doesn't know who you are. Um just to cut in, what I think is interesting is I obviously agree with, with everything I wrote for that part. Um, but do, do, do drugs, the drugs that we take, as in medication, not the other drugs that we take, yeah. um, do they help with attention? Yeah, they can. They can. So the evidence says that methylphenidate, um, concerta or Ritalin, something like that, the treatment for, the, for ADHD improves sustaining attention and both methylphenidate and lisdaxamphetamine have been shown to improve something they call the power of attention score which i really like so that's a repeated test over time to see if you were well see if you're paying attention obviously and that yeah. yes so the drugs help with those things so it, may, it makes sense therefore that that's why they're used one of the one of the questions we get asked all the time is about the use of stimulants people are very very um, medication resistant at times because of the idea that it will either turn them into an automaton or the fact that it's big pharma and you know giving kids Ritalin is is bad but actually you know all the evidence is at least in studies of you know short to five years that you're looking at significant improvements in the deficits if you like associated with what you pay attention to and that, I think that's why they're really powerful uh, before that's we right. and, and I just wanted to add, actually, that these studies are done by credible groups of scientists that have nothing mm. to do with us, are they? And, and when the meta-analysis looks at those sorts of things, this isn't like, you know, yeah. a pharmaceutical company selling Ritalin and, and asking its, its patients if, if, to, yeah, to do a study. If anything, a meta-analysis for those, which will be almost all of our audience that don't know what it is, is actually something that pharma companies often don't like because what mm. happens is an independent group of scientists add up all the individual participants from a series of studies into one big meta study and analyze the data so what it can sometimes do is show that something doesn't work and pharma companies yeah. fucking hate that so actually it's a really good independent way of checking science 
just before we finish part one, I'd like to say that Alex has written "Take us to the bridge, Daddyo" as my exit, which I obviously wasn't going to say, but it's so fucking annoying I couldn't not say it. You live for this, don't you? I swear to God, it's your highlight of the week. I really do. Can I apologise for my children screaming in the distance as well? Oh, I did, but James, I, I, take us to the bridge, Daddyo. Fucking see you in part two. Welcome back to part two of podcast episode 28 of the ADHD Adults Podcast. <laughs> James is coughing, partly because he was laughing before we came in and partly because I said podcast twice, I'm fairly certain. Welcome back. We are talking about inattentiveness, paying attention, or the lack thereof. Not the lack, of course, the uh, difficulties in doing it. As always, our... Second part of the podcast is personal reflections on inattentiveness. James, hit us. I'd fucking like to hit you. Right, personal reflection. So before my diagnosis, there there are, which again, um, was what, several a year ago, even though you'd told me a long time before I probably had it. I obviously forgot. Um, but before my diagnosis specifically, there were parts of my ADHD that I, I didn't know I did. But I'm imagining every fucking one else did, to be honest. So I genuinely did not know I had a short attention span. I didn't know this. Largely because I can watch a film. I can sit in a cinema and watch a three-hour film and pay attention to it. And I think that was my only measure of attention. The fact that in meetings I would be writing on other people's minutes or drawing pictures of cocks and insulting people in meetings for a laugh and not paying attention, it didn't. Come, I, I just thought, well, I'm being funny. Not that I, I just cannot bear listening to this person speak. So I, I genuinely didn't know I had a short attention span. When you phoned me that fateful day, Al, whenever it was, six, seven, eight years ago, one of the reasons I was surprised to hear that I might have ADHD, alongside the really embarrassing not knowing it was a thing as a scientist that teaches neurophysiology, one of the um, surprising things was that I had no fucking idea that I could have issues with attention, not a clue. And it, it kind of startled me a bit to think, well, I, I, I've got issues with attention. And I know you'll like this, Alex. I thought I was normal. <laughs> Holy and, shit. And I, know, and, we, and I know we don't use that word because it's wrong, no. but at the time that was a word I thought was right. And I, I felt a little bit offended. I'm sorry. Before I did the ASRS test and looked at myself, I'm sorry, you think that I... I have an issue with attention. I, of course I don't. And then, I, of course, I did the online test and went, oh, yeah, I do all that stuff. I'd never thought about it. No, I brain that it was always wild, wasn't it? You knew it was yeah, wild, right? Yeah. yeah, but not, what is it? Wild peacefulness? Peaceful wildness. Fucking Christ. Yeah, and all, my brain was always, always all over the place. The fact that it, I often stutter because my brain is three times faster than my mouth, the fact that... All but as we'll go through now, all the different areas clearly I had issues with, but I just I genuinely didn't know. I was utterly unaware. So I know those the nine areas we've talked about. Um, we've obviously taken out the tenth one, the novelty shaped balloon head, because that's not, I believe, in the DSM diagnostic criteria, is it yet, no. Alex? Yeah. But when I when I ask myself honestly about them now, they all seem like classic James. That's shout out to Lee, who, who doesn't listen to the podcast, so I don't know why I said it. Classic Lee. Yeah. Um, careless mistakes check all the fucking time um, in fact this week's game um, of what's James forgotten this lady is about careless mistakes 
difficulty to write it, please, Lord. No, no, no. I've read, I've read it. Oh, don't worry. It's shit, but I've written it. Difficulty sustaining attention. Absolute check to anything other than something that, I, as we talked about, that I find rewarding, like a film. Anything else? I, I I've got shame at this because I love my family and my my kind of wife's family, my in laws, but I, and my wife's family in particular are fucking hilarious and spending time with them is so much fun but i would go up there and within half an hour be sat on my phone and i didn't know i was doing this and this would you know sam would be mortified afterwards and say you know why are you even sat on your phone with my family and i would think i don't know i didn't really notice i was doing it even in this incredibly fun happy you know, joking environment i couldn't pay attention looking back for more than about 20 minutes without the need to suddenly be on my phone being less able to listen when spoken to directly, massive check. <laughs> Poor organisation. You know why not? I could go on. Why Can I ask you for the the, yes. the 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 third one, the listening one? Yeah. How often have you had to hide that in work? Oh, all, all the time. So I've got into trouble doing this. Now, partly I don't have great hearing, but partly because I don't listen, my default answer, which is like ludicrously stupid, is yes. So when somebody's been talking to me. <laughs> And I don't know what they've said. Instead of saying, I'm ever so sorry I wasn't paying attention, which I'm much better at now, my default position is yes. And that's, yeah, got, me, sure. that's got me in trouble, Al. I mean, like yeah, serious, bet, yeah. serious, serious trouble when I've had to then afterwards say, oh, no, 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 I didn't mean yes. What I meant was I wasn't really listening to you. I've just agreed to do something that's highly illegal. Or and now I'm the leader of alternative for Deutschland. Then. Exactly. <laughs> that, 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 that is verbatim how that happened al um, but, but, and, but and it led to you signing up as well so what i can say is I've, I've learned and accepted now that i do these things and that's a huge step towards feeling less shit because i didn't know i did these things and yeah. then when, when you go through as we talked about in in last week's episode when you go through this identity change and you start to realize that actually you know, you're not a shit person you're not unreliable you're not flaky or if you are it's not your fault that you are it's it's really important for you to be able to understand that you do these things. And I, and I really didn't. So it's been important for me almost retrospectively, again, to drop that baggage for the things that I, I used to do based on my inability to choose what I pay attention to. I don't know if you, if you paid attention to all that, Alex, but um, what about you? What are your personal reflections? Very similar again, James, really. Huge problems with... Um... <laughs> inattentiveness can I, can, I, can, I, can I jump in there? but were you aware of them hmm good, good point I don't know if we've talked about this much but I had a let's call it a massive mental breakdown in my 20s well years before diagnosis where I everything everything uh, went wrong internally not externally very few people knew and a big part of it was me realizing that I was just shit worse than anyone else. Now, what I decided to do, because you know I've got an ego, is, is, is build myself up from a position of, of humility or try to, and think I'm shit at everything. So at least I don't have to hate anyone else. And so I, I, I think that led to me to be a reasonably good teacher because I, I always felt worse than everyone I was mm. teaching. They've always got something better than me about them. So I could always, you know, there was always, Respect there. So I always knew I was terrible at this stuff. I didn't know it was an illness. And I have, like you, combined type. And so I've always scored badly on this one. But even before that, I knew that... I just felt bad about myself, that any any slow speech from someone, anybody speaking slowly, 
anything where I think I know what they're going to say, even if I get it wrong, <laughs> my mind's gone. I completely wonder. Um, I, I used to feel so much shame about this. That shame's still there. It doesn't go away, but it's a lot better. There was something very, very wrong with me, James. In terms of me not caring about these people that are, yeah. you know, speaking, I, I, I was just a selfish prick. I can't listen for five seconds to people I care about. Um, I also grew up in a family that I describe as ADHD friendly. All right, guys. And they, a big, busy household of people who are fast and smart and rapid and banter was a huge part of my upbringing and still is. So it, it almost always held my attention. There was never, do you know what I mean? No one was holding court on the, on, was it, on was the, there, can I, can I ask quickly, because obviously you're the least funny of three brothers. Was there an element yeah. of, the, of the competitiveness of that, that banter that, that helped you pay attention to it? It was never competitive. It was almost like how we hugged, I think. All right. It still is. It still is. Yeah. That I like nothing more than being with those guys to because to, it's funny and and they're very you know we try not to talk about emotions if we can help yeah. it and not not just uncompetitive because they're just objectively funnier than you. <laughs> yeah. No, that's true. Yeah. No, I'm the I'm the obviously like remarkably handsome one. Oh, that's not even objectively true. No, I don't know why. It wasn't competitive. It was just yeah. bant. I think it's because. Life's so boring for a lot of ADHD adults outside in the world that to be in a place where it was never boring was yeah. my definition of safety, mm. I think. That's a really... I need to take that to my, my therapist, James. It's a good, really good question, actually. Um, I'm much better at listening with meds, but it, it, I still obviously have to care a little bit about the subject or the person or the outcome, but I can do it better. It still wouldn't help me, for example, if I had to listen to you, James, going on about your... your Derek Bowie music. That I mean, you pronounced his surname right, which was, did I? Uh, I tried to yeah. get it wrong. No, which, which <laughs> has taken some of the some of the sting out of that guy. <laughs> but I'm still. I've got to be honest. I, I'm still irked at, at Derek because of the Derek. Is it yeah, Bowie? The, yes, it's Bowie, not Bowie. It's Bowie, as in a Bowie hmm. knife. I am bored. Uh, well, good. It's what you deserve. Um, is that all your personal um, reflections, or are you going to bore us um, more for a bit? I'm done, James, unless you're going to make you. me play the game. Then I'll ca no, carry I am, on. I am going to make you play the game. I am going to make you play the game. So <clears throat> now we've got uh, a little bit of time in part two for the game, which I've got to be honest, even I'm getting a bit bored with. <laughs> and that's what James lost, mislaid, or forgotten this week. And it's uh, very poorly named this week because it's not about something I've lost, but it is about something that's ADHD related. So you may remember, anybody that's on Instagram and Alex from Conversations, that we recently had a new TV, um, which a satellite provider um, provides uh, for you. And when they came to deliver it, two guys came and said, do you want us to install it? And of course, being a fucking idiot, I said, no, no, I'll do it. And um, it took me a long while. I'm not going to tell you how long, but it turned out to be faulty. So I sent it back. And then when they came second time, they said, do you want us to install it? So obviously this time I went, yeah, please install it. Now, the reason I was so bad at installing it was I obviously didn't pay attention to the instructions, read yeah. some of them, thought I knew better. So the question is, Alex, how much longer did it take me to install, and I did it incorrectly, a television than it took the installers? Did it, one, take me five times as long? 
did it two take me 10 times as long or did it three take me 60 times as long? This is an easy one, isn't it? It's definitely 60 because you are, and I think we can all agree, a fucking idiot. Yeah, it is. It took me three hours, <laughs> three hours to put together a, t- a television, which they did in, in three minutes. Wow. And I cried and I broke it a bit. And What, uh, after I, they'd left because you no, were jealous? No, 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 no. The, the first one that I put together, I couldn't get one of the screws to work, so I just kind of rammed it half in. Um, yeah. And obviously, it was devastating. And that's all because the instructions clearly printed on the box. I read the first one. They're quite small. My eyesight's not great. And I thought, oh, it's obvious. You just put that in there and then stick that on there and just couldn't do it or get it to work 60 times as long. And another issue, it's not just the inattentiveness, is that weird when two men train or two people trained to do a job which you've paid for them to do turn up and you go, nope, I'll do it. Oh, for, yeah. For what that reason? Impulsively. Absolutely, which is which is a nice segue into next week's episode. So that means you've got 10 points. Or oh, 10 out of 17. Can I add to people that you may do this yourself with ADHD and say, I can do that. There were studies that showed that adults with ADHD over, um, uh, over-interpret their ability to finish tasks. They think they're better than they are. Can we please, it's a really common can, can we please do an episode on that and get Mrs. ADHD yeah, yeah, on? Because her utter confidence that she can do something that she has no training skills ability or attention to do is unshakable you know she sat for, for almost six hours cutting a hole in a wooden door to put a cat flap in when it was raining and because she was adamant that she knew how to do it when i came in after a while and she was covered in blood and crying <laughs> And soaking wet, and the hole was so big we had to use brown play-doh to plug <laughs> around it. But that that's a that's a thing she does so often. I'd love us to do it. To be fair, I've had a builder that was worse than that. <laughs> that doesn't surprise me. Right. So uh 10 points out, double points. I'm I'm boom double digits, I'm gutted. And that takes us depressingly uh into the break before we come back with our top tips. So see you in a bit. Welcome back to part three of episode 28. I forgot for a second there, or didn't pay attention, of the ADHD Adults podcast where we talk about our top tips. I've decided because um, Alex normally goes second and therefore obviously looks inferior to give him a chance, really. Give him a fighting chance. Yeah. So do you want to go first? What are your top tips when it comes to attention and focus? Um, thanks, James. I like going first. Sheer power. It's intoxicating. I've got a couple of things. One is, if you're feeling like you're paying attention and you don't, you want to pay attention, ask ask people that you're with to check that you are in receptive mode, receptive to what they need to tell you or want to tell you at the point. Because we have different abilities to pay attention and it's dependent on lots of stuff. I mean, individually we do, let alone ADHD adults in general. What time of day it is, you know, if you can see a squirrel in the garden, the excitement about something else in your life or something you want to say first... Ask them to check or check yourself. Am I in receptive mode? It's really, really important. And then communicate that to people that matter. Because it isn't an excuse if you can't listen. It's a reason. And ADHD is a disability often of ability to pay attention. So it's actually setting you up for a fall if if people kind of expect you always to be receptive and you're not. not, It isn't your fault. 
and align to that really. If you're feeling the shame of, but I can watch the three-hour film, I can do it sometimes, therefore I should always be able to do it, isn't how our brains are wired. Mm-hmm. Our brains are wired based on emotional reward, short-term emotional reward, being, and then not being able to pay attention just in general at the level that the average person does. And so thinking about that and accepting it, that's my top tip. And a practical tip for when you need to pay attention to something someone's saying, summarize what you're being told, either in your head, if you've got that kind of memory, or like me, just make notes and then maybe write down questions for the end. Okay, awful, awful, selfish thing. Knowing I'm gonna be able to ask a question at the end, I'm gonna get to say something and show off is more likely to increase my interest in it because we're awful, selfish humans. Not really that last bit, but being a part of it, being, we don't make good spectators as a general rule and all general rules are wrong, but we don't. And so involving yourself in it as a dialogue can increase dopamine, other neurotransmitters are available today, can increase dopamine reward and engagement. So that is one way to sort of force Force engagement is make yourself part of the conversation rather than just a passive listener. James, tips. I know. I, I now see why you don't like going second because I actually agreed with at least mm. one thing that you said, and and that oh. goes against my whole being. Really, your raison d'être, James. Yeah, exactly. Oh, fuck's sake. <laughs> yes the thing that i oh fucking hell the thing that i agree with alex is the ask is is the mechanism if you like of asking people to check if you're in responsive mode this is something that's really important or receptive mode this is really important because some people obviously don't disclose their adhd that's fine it's a personal choice but there is power in doing that both in terms of protection in the in the workplace and in terms of communication with friends and family and from my personal experience, that that thing of being able to say, I'm not going to be able to pay attention to this, or I can't do this right now, or can you give me a bullet-pointed list, etc. There's power in that. And people generally respond positively in my experience. So I think that getting other people to take on a little bit of responsibility, I think is really is really useful as a tip. In terms of my tips. Um, so if you have either inattentive presentation or combined type presentation, we'll talk about that in the next episode when we, we move on to hyperactivity and impulsivity. The chances are that you'll recognize yourself, um, as I didn't, in most of the nine areas of attention used for diagnosis. So my balloon advice, <laughs> yeah, balloon head accepted. So my advice, my tips, obviously don't do this, but you know something like this or, or, or maybe this is to use all the tools available to help you both focus your attention when you can or make up for the deficits in attention that you know you've got. Get a dictaphone. That's a callback to the worst joke we made so far on this podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, for meetings, use the Pomodoro technique or set timers so that you can make sure that you, you're focusing attention in short pads. Even adopt Alex's 1920s you know, pen and paper um, mm. technique if you must but there are so many different forms of technology software apps smart speakers pens and papers um, which will help you either pay attention when you need to if it's really important but it's not emotionally rewarding or make up for deficits in attention when 
you're in a situation where you you know you're not going to to focus to focus uh, or be able to pay attention and obviously you know blah blah emotional acceptance blah blah happier person all that the, the makeup for blah blah that is it, every <laughs> podcast ends with the emotional acceptance yeah. how low how so making up i like that make make up for the deficits yeah. Is is a way to to switch the narrative from from masking, isn't it? That shame of, yeah. of yeah, yeah, yeah. pretending and hiding and working really, really hard to the to the to destroying yourself to burnout, really, because you're so ashamed of what you've done. Instead, find ways, including just communicating with the people that matter, to make up for the deficits, not mask them. I really like that, James. For once, somebody else probably wrote it for you, I imagine. Yeah, no, I stole it from a website. Um, Fab. So the, this is probably the most agreeable sub part of an episode we've done. Um, I know mm. it's awfully. Well, I know we did that episode where we liked each other, pretended to like each oh, other. Oh yeah, God, yeah. I hated that. I anyway, th- thank you for. Um, actually, I did the second part. Thank you, James, for sharing your top tips. You're <laughs> welcome. Thank you, Alex. The script is the wrong way around now. Obviously, <laughs> we'll, fi- we'll finish the product recommendation, which is better than um, last week's tattoo, and that is all the apps. <laughs> All the apps, all of them. Your phone, unless you're from Shoreditch, um, is probably a smartphone. And therefore, it contains the ability for you to use so many different apps, which can help. We've got a list of just some of them on our website, adhdadult.uk, on the resources page. And we'd like you to send us examples of apps which help you. Some of them are as simple as to-do lists. Some of them are specifically for tracking um symptoms etc but there are so many different apps which can help you as alex said not have to mask but instead support those deficits in attention that you have so that you can be more functional and therefore happier and remember to ditch apps when they stop working for you it's okay no guilt we say that these things apps work for a reason for a season or for life and that's okay and some of the ones that work once for a reason might come back again they might not and we we're not ordinary people so we can't just put one thing in place and, and have that forever it doesn't work like that do we say that <laughs> oh i meant me and my friends oh you're your friends <laughs> yeah yeah this, this is the henry the eighth appreciation society where you, you, you meet oh, sipping tea talking about which of his wives was the one that definitely didn't deserve to be decapitated or something yeah, well, I mean, I do want to talk about that. Can we? <laughs> well, no, we're not going to. Um, I, I am interested, though, though. This is uh, just as we get to the end you know, of episode 28 of our podcast, The ADHD Adults Paying Attention, that we've waited all episode for a shit paying attention dad joke. So, anything else? Sorry, James, what did you say? I wasn't listening. Brilliant. I hate you. As usual, um, contact us on the socials if you'd like to get in touch, if you've got any questions or suggestions for future episodes. It's been, um, I'd like to say a pleasure, but that would be a gross fucking lie. Um, We'll see you next time. Bye all.